swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Tramere Rovers, who's double dip, led to their world caving in, could be getting back to where they were in double quick time. Right then, folks, what's happening? Uh, Matt Hibbert here at This Is Tramier. Mr. Paul Harper, Mr. Paul Big Mouth, Big Time, Lazy Ass Harper, at Paul Harper 82 joins us at Jake Keogh Double H. I believe will be joining us as well. We have just finished recording a quite wonderful special edition of the podcast. A bit like the old podcast, really, wasn't it, Paul? Yeah. No post-match reaction here. Well, you could say yeah. there was some post-match analysis, but it was... Yeah, a few- games from about 30 years ago. Yes, um, Paul... Um, well, I'll let you organise it all, Paul, so I'll let you talk about what um, everyone's about to hear. Yeah, well, initially it was supposed to be a Wembley special, because obviously the cup final coming up um, against Sunderland in the uh, the Paul Harper pizza delivery man, um, trophy. It's true. But um, yeah, we kind of went on a bit of a tangent, and we've uh, we've got two very special guests on, which I was absolutely pleased to, to, to get them on. Legend. Um, and John, John Morrissey and... Um, and Chris Malkin, and just the two, the two of them. As soon as they seen each other, the banter started. So we we did start recording before we'd officially started um, podcast proceedings. But I think we're probably going to leave those little bits in, or at least yep. part of them, as um, just because there were so many great stories that we leave me with it. Leaves me with the right editing job on, but um, yeah. I'll take one for the team. Indeed, indeed, but. Um, yeah, just really good to have chatted to them both. Uh, we were hoping to be joined by somebody else. And I am still hoping that we might be able to speak to him before this goes out. So it may be a little added extra at the end, perhaps. Um, but don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no, really good to speak to the pair of him. Um, we did speak a little bit about Wembley and their Wembley experiences. And John obviously had some... Some uh, ex- some experience of 1990, which wasn't as good as uh, as Chris's, but uh, yeah, some great stories shared, and I think you'll really enjoy the next well couple of hours. You'll be surprised to hear. Yeah, uh, of us just chatting away and and just asking, just probing. Well, well, we didn't really ask him any questions. We were just kind of steered the conversation towards various different things and. Um, there's all sorts of topics covered in terms of like obviously playing at Wembley, um, the great era under Johnny King, what Johnny King was like as as a manager, even as far as going um, to sort of mental health and finishing and what you do after football and and how it's kind of maybe not looked after. 
um, from the the powers that be. So the, it's a really interesting, really funny emphasis on funny um, episode, but just a great conversation, and it was just brilliant just having the two of them um, on. And, uh, and as I as I did mention, shamefully, John was one of my first Tramir heroes. Um, so it was extra special to speak to him, but um, Chris is top man as well, and um, always yeah, really helpful in terms of. He's gone above and beyond, hasn't yeah. he? He's gone above and beyond to help us out in the past. With... Yeah, he literally finished work at quarter to seven and joined us on a call at seven o'clock. So hats off to him, in top yeah. man, and can't speak highly enough of him. But yeah, the two of them were just brilliant. So um, enough of us waffling on. I think we should throw. Yeah to the main bit of the podcast, which is us two, a tiny little bit of Jake Keogh interspersed. Um, see if you can see if you can listen out for him. Yeah. Uh, and Johnny Morrissey and Chrissy Malkin. How many words does Jake Keogh um, say on this podcast? Whoever can get it right wins, um, I don't know, Paul Harper pizza delivery man t-shirt. I don't know. One yeah. Before we get to cut to the interview, Paul, I'll just say that when you said before you you um delighted to be able to speak to one of your your heroes on the pod that but you speak to me every week don't you so i don't understand why it's such a big deal this week uh, it's, uh, it's so many heroes Matt. that's the problem yeah. i tell you what let's get to it then let's get to the chat with um paul harper one of his his heroes me um and then mr johnny morrissey and chris malkin just going swimmingly paul isn't it i know yeah so i've just messaged Johnny Morrissey, hopefully. I think he's just, Paul, what's yeah. happened is he's just checked back to beat the fullback one more time before he comes on the call. <laughs> yeah. Just on his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris, you're, you've been free at the back post for 25 seconds here and he's still just jinking back and forth. In well, normally, forward. normally I know that. <laughs> I know that because um, his, his instructions were just to hang it up so the ball could still be up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Literally put, put snow on it. Ronnie Moore, you say, put some snow on it. And um, I'd, I'd arrive at the far post. It'd be you or Steely. That was literally... Yeah. What? Oh, well, like... even, even when Steely scores this goal at the um, in the Leyland Daft, the, the winner, I am actually behind him, ready to nod at him. And that was literally, that was Ian Muir, wasn't it? But that was, a, he literally just stood it up. Oh. Went, who's going to come and just cla- oh. I, oh, loved it there's only two people could have done that Muri or Mogsy because they both had they, they were the only ones who had size 5 feet size 5 <laughs> Jesus how do they even balance on size 5 feet like, uh, <laughs> I think I was Pat, born with size 6 and when Pat Nevin came along he had size 5 slippers <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> Remember the scoops he used to do? Uh, I remember. Who did he do one against at home? Oh, it's a white lad. It was at home. He did scoop someone. Yeah, Bolton. I remember. Was it Bolton? It, uh, do you know what? I think it was at home to Bolton in like um, September time, wasn't it? In like 93, 94. It, it was before the reef, the ground got done up, but it was in that. It was in the, the green, blue, and white kit. It was. Do you know what? I could probably get it up on my computer yeah. now. What a guy. Uh, am I here now? Oh, J.K. was there, everyone. Yeah, you I, are here. I don't know what happened there. It was, um, I've sent a screenshot into this is Tramia group. When I clicked on, on the actual call, it said, people in this call, J.K. People not on this call, J.K. Well, Which is probably about right, to be fair. 
Yeah, I, I think as usual, Jake, we, we, we've just agreed that it's Paul's fault. Like this whole <laughs> everything. Paul, Paul. Oh. oh man! <laughs> look, look what you've done, Paul. What have you done, Paul? Oh man! <laughs> How do you keep doing this, Paul? Oh yeah, there you are. It is Bogsy. Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> we were like, do you know what? There's no way he's going to come on because the the, the Everton game's on. But it's, now, it's been, Bill. I know. I've just shushed that out. Now I've gone, oh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Is he having a laugh or what? <laughs> I don't know if here, John. I've got it on in the background here. So I can get, I can give up to date Alan's Alex will be off Alan oh no yeah Alan's just come on with his shirt tucked in you know, his shorts up to his chest. I tell you what, <laughs> the way they're shaping, they've got no chance. Oh. Any <laughs> chance to go above Liverpool, and we can't take it, can we? We're absolutely it's, pathetic. That's the new curse, I think, isn't it? Now you've got over the Anfield curse. It's you physically cannot overtake the them in the league. But now that the Anfield curse has no. been put to rest, the new curse is you just cannot overtake them in the league, no matter what happens. <laughs> How's your golf, Bugsy? Allowed to. They've got a curse. It is what it is, isn't it? My golf was great, Chris, before I packed in. How are you, mate? All right? You're all right, mate. You, you okay? Yeah, good. Because you, am I supposed to be looking at myself here or not? <laughs> Can you see anyone? No, not with these eyes, mate. No. <laughs> Vision of a llama. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, mate. What? Um, so yeah, the golf. You, you and Eddie Murray were battering it, weren't you? Last time I spoke to Eddie Murray, he was like, "You and him love a game of golf." Ah, oh, mate, honestly, we, we've joined the top of our row. We were in Formby Hall and it was just becoming like, you couldn't get a game on there. It was just becoming too um, commercial. Yeah. So it was basically society. So we joined a new lad and he got me into West Lanks. Have you heard of West Lanks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. Nice club. And um, <laughs> we basically joined there and like you can just get on. It's a proper members club, do you know what I mean? So you can play oh, whenever yeah. you want. So it's brilliant. Eddie's down to, to five. Bloody hell. I got down to nine and a half, but now I'm back up to 11. Oh. The what wind about, is too um, hard with the wind. Have you still got those um, those drivers? Do you know the, the drivers that we all had? <laughs> what were they called? Callaways, weren't they? Yeah, the ones that I got the whole club. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone had a Callaway. <laughs> You'd hear the ping of that Callaway. Do you remember, do you remember the, the games we used to have over in... Um, over in like the one where you nearly took my head off in the Isle of Man, you mean from three yards? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Just like Island. the shots, that Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I shot better with my head. And now, look for that. You just took so, uh, your crosses onto my head. Well, I couldn't miss it. Look at the size of it. It's taking up the whole screen here. <laughs> it's the, it's the beard, There's only man. Mickey Mellon who had a bigger head than that, <laughs> isn't it, really? Let's oh, hold on. Come on, Jed as well. Jed, true. Can't argue with that. Did, uh, have you had any texts off Mickey Mellon? Oh, no. Why was he no. struggling in Dundee? No, he just sent me some funny text. He was taking the piss out of... Um, out of uh, Mungie. He sent a Scottish one through. So uh, I'll send it through to all the kings, Ben, later. Oh, uh, do that. Yeah, I saw Mungie um, in, uh, in Scotland. Yeah, he, he was all right. He was all right. Lacking, you know, he was shaken up, wasn't he, from that 
um, bad. It was terrible, terrible, terrible crash, wasn't it? Accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking but, um, still good. But him, and he, he seems he seems okay. Like met up. With yeah, took a lot took a lot out of him, hasn't he? Yeah, and his missus bloody out, literally hit full on. You know, he, he had like pins in his neck, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. You know, oh my god! Anyway, it's probably going to kill the normal person. Couldn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because oh, yeah. I said, as it spoiled, you look mongy and he, he, he took offence to it. <laughs> oh. So, uh, oh, anyway. Oh, could you get older? But no, this is the no sign of Muri. Did he not turn up? Um, uh, whether it's me phoning that he doesn't want to answer or uh, he doesn't no. want to come on. He's, he's not very um, social media savvy, you know what I mean? He just, no, he's just really. about got WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, watching Evan the air flipping it. Like watching no. painter. I have to get my glasses on to watch that as well. I know, I know. But right. just saying about um, uh, Muri dinking that ball for our post. It's only because he had like size three boots, isn't it? <laughs> Remember how small he's Because he had... You know that that goal he, he, he dinked up for um, for Steely in that Leyland Daft game. He dinked it far post, didn't he? That was Steely. a shot, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my shots. Yeah. Did you say into that? Game? Like, I said, I was. I, I said to Paul, "There's no point in having me on it because I didn't play in it." <laughs> in fact, well, I promised King he'd never kick another ball for him after he left me out. <laughs> He's been Paul's been he's been teasing us with this story, haven't you, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we might come on to it, whether you want to disclose it or not. I'm not sure. What's that? The story about being left out. Oh, the sto- No, well, the sto- it was a strange season actually, because um, <clears throat> Chrissy, you sort of did you broke on the scene? Were you the season before? God, two yeah, seasons. No, before, no, no, 1990. Yeah, no, I'd broken onto the scene. So. St- I me and Muri had scored about ten each. Well, yeah. Was a goal. It was me and Muri scored about ten each in the first like dozen games. Yeah. Like, it was it was the M squad, it was me, you and Muri. Because Steely was was Steely injured or something, Steely was he? He was injured, yeah. yeah. And then and, uh, uh, so it was me, it was and me to be honest, and Muri. It took, without being detrimental to to, to um to Steely. <laughs> we were a better side with us three. Uh, than, start, than with Steely because yeah. he, he, Chrissy had the pace <clears throat> Steely had none and Chrissy <laughs> was just as you know he, he, he stressed teams yeah. for us he, well, he yeah. made the system King, and what happened to... was Steely was Steely was the, the gaffer's son wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> he called him so, didn't uh, he Kingy he called him the flagpole oh. didn't he he called Steely the, the flagpole and yeah, you the were you're the maple, and you were all the dance, the, the dance around the <laughs> Yeah, that'd be about right. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's like it, it, I know this sounds terrible, and I, I won't be thanked by Steely. But the best thing for us that happened when we played in the promotion game at Wembley was when he went off and Chris came on. Yeah, uh, it just totally, totally transformed the whole shape of the game. We'd yeah. have got beaten if that if that wouldn't have happened because. Bolton were just pushing up tight against us in the first 5, 10, 15 minutes. We were playing okay. But then when, when Steely went off, Chrissy was stretching them, which gave me more space because naturally what, full, what centre-halves do is they make the full-backs tuck in when they've got someone quick against them because they didn't want to face Stubbsy and 
was it Seagraves? Seagraves, yeah. Yeah. Stubby and Seagraves pulled the two full backs in and that gives you a bit more space and gave everybody else space in the team. So yeah. I hope I'm getting that I... money sent in the mail, Chris, because I'm talking about <laughs> you as if you're like... Uh... No, the other thing about that was, the, um, it was funny that you played on that left side, didn't you, to stop Brownie bombing on? Because he'd always sort of bombed on, hadn't he? Yeah, that was and the end of the game, on the left side. You do a job for him, I'll sacrifice myself, fell on me sword. <laughs> that was a hard Chris got all the glory. That left fact, side. Jed absolutely ruined me there for an assist. Uh, I kicked the ball through and he hits it straight against the keeper and you get the rebound. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yours was yours was an idea ball. That's what they call it these days. It's an a idea, what? They call it is it an idea ball, they call it now. They go like it was the assist before the assist. It was Thiago yeah, from Liverpool yeah, ball. Listen, listen, if I'd if I'd have had if there'd have been a stats thing when I was playing, I wouldn't have been a Trambia. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been well I'd have been well gone. I'm I just saying to what's the name you're today, I'll pat myself on the back. The two leading scorers of all time played in my era. Yeah, so that, that says it all. Well, it'd be interesting, <laughs> Paul. Here's something you could do when you get a few minutes find out how many assists Smogsy had in his Tranmere career. You know, what was it? Just the 500 odd games to go through. So I'm sure you can oh, do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd yeah. take you about 10 minutes, won't it? Yeah, yeah <laughs> someone of your. Paul, you come on of your calibre. You know, that's that's your weekend sorted, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go and watch watch all the goals yeah. again. So, yeah. So when, when's the um, when is the final? Is it next weekend? Is it a week on Sunday? A week on Sunday. So that's <laughs> Mother and Sunday, is it? Yeah, Mother's Day. Oh, that'll go down well, won't it? <laughs> what's the Watching it in front of the telly. Yeah, So uh, yeah, that was that was great watching the first final from uh, from the bench. It was brilliant. <laughs> Really why, don't, why don't we then? I mean, if we kick off this, you, you join us here, professionals ever on this podcast, you join us in the middle of, you know, just us basically all watching the Everton game on the sly. Uh, I thought we'd all started. Um, um, so, Paul, Paul, you promised us, didn't you? You've been promising us all week a big scoop, a big juicy scoop from Johnny Morrissey. He's been, he's been saying all week, he's been boasting, quite frankly, going, I've got this inside scoop. Yeah, well, I'd call it boasting, mate. You're the one who broke the bloody Meghan Markle story to the press, aren't you, as well? <laughs> you bloody leak, leak everything. So um, what, what is this, Paul? If you want to lead us in, and then obviously Johnny can tell us if he wants well, to. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't remember this, because I, I, I just started sort of going tram here and sort of deleting pissed, pissed up, weren't you, probably? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but John, John was one of my... Early heroes. So let's get out of the way. But uh, <laughs> oh, cute. Uh, he's, got a group, but, um, he's got a room. Alan Partridge has got his his fans. <laughs> got that bit. You should see the shrine he's got in his house too. Yeah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't remember you not you not being involved. And you weren't even on. weren't even a sub. Were you, John? No, no. It was nineteen ninety. Uh, we're talking about yeah. What 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 happened was. Um, it was a sort of it was a it was a strange season, but Chrissy come in and when he come in, Chrissy did really well. He scored goals, and as we were saying there, Kingy wouldn't leave Steely out. So it was it was basically Ian Muir was the leading scorer. Steely was the gaffer's favourite, and it, so it was me and Chris fighting for a position really. Um, and what happened was I'd got back in and was having a good run of form, um, and it was like I think it was. Was it January, February? 
Um, we were playing Birmingham City and I collided with the keeper and uh, I had a bit of a dead leg, which wasn't too bad, but I had this pain in my side. So Saturday morning, we played on the Friday. We beat, think we beat Birmingham 5-0, was it, Chris? Something I think we, so, 5-1. Yeah. yeah. Um, went in on the Saturday morning and Kingy said, how are you? We've got a game Tuesday. I said, my, my leg's not too bad, but I've got this pain in my side. So anyway, it was left. Went on on the Monday, still had the pain on the side, couldn't really train. So got declared unfit on the Tuesday morning because I said the pain was too bad. Went to see the doc on the um, before the game. Don't know who we were playing on Tuesday. Went to see the doc. And uh, you can imagine full dressing room. Doc has a look, presses my stomach. We've got like a bench in the thing. You can imagine all the lads taking the pee. The doc says to me, drop your pants and bend over the bench. <laughs> we've, we've all so been said, there. Yeah, so I said, Doc, it's me stomach. And all the lads are like taking the pee, gets his glove out, gels his finger up, finger up the bum, and he says, oh, you've got an acute appendicitis, you're going to have to go into hospital the next day. So I had to have an appendicitis out. And I couldn't get back in. The lads just kept winning. Because like, we went on a run then from like, I think it would be from February right through till whenever, so when we got into the promotion playoffs. And we also got into the, the final of, of the Cup. But I thought the least there would be, because I got back to a little bit of fitness, I thought I'd at least be on the bench. Um, and he picked someone else, put them on the bench. And then at the end of the season, gave, offered me a three-year contract and let the lad who he put on the bench go. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense, does it? No. I think, I think that was like Davy Fairclough or Davy Fairclough, yeah. Was it? Ed, yeah. Eddie Bishop and Fairclough were, were on the bench, yeah, for that oh, one. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I, I've forgotten about that. Was that the doc, was that Docker's earlier? You know, was that Docker's yeah. earlier? Oh, yeah, he's passed away, you know. Has he, he passed, passed away? away? Oh, yeah. bloody hell! Nightmare. No, I tell a lie, Chris. It wasn't Docker's earlier. It was a guy, a thinner guy with uh, who, who had the glasses. He was a Doc tall Pillow. man. Doctor oh, Pillow. Yeah. Pillow. Steve yeah, Pillow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that about the doc. Yeah, legend, Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah, he came, he used to come on the um, the Italy, tr- Italy tours with That's us. That's right, yeah. He, he did, really, yeah. He was always yeah. very well dressed, wasn't he? Very That's tough. correct, yeah. They sounded, like, um, they sounded like a holiday, the Italy, the Italy Ital- <laughs> Italian games. Listen, oh. they weren't a holiday on the pitch. Chris will tell you, the worst <laughs> games in the world to play oh, in. They, Chris, oh, that was when, know. wasn't it, the Italians were just... It was right... horrible. Their, their sort of um, worst tackle was always like the number two. It was like their number two was always the one who beat you up in the air. <laughs> and, uh, didn't Neil McNabb got sent off, didn't he? At the end All of the game one time. Neil McNabb got sent off. <laughs> about six of our players. There was a player sent off every game, Chris, wasn't there? <laughs> That's why I got stopped. They'd, pick, they'd, they'd boot you up in the air and then they'd, they'd pick you up and pinch your arm. Yeah. Oh, oh. Spit in your face. Yeah. Well, I, remember, I remember going to um, uh, Reggiana, you know, Parmesan, Parmesan and Reggiana. Oh. Um, and we all got those big cheeses at the end of the game. Big, massive pieces of cheese. We and gave the lads... them a trampia. We gave we them a trampia. <laughs> like a, pen, a pendant. You know, and some of these young lads... You've got this Parmesan cheese worth about 350 quid. And the lads <laughs> were taking a bite out of it. The lads were taking a bite out of this hard cheese and they're like chucking it in the bin. And I was like, oh, didn't know any better. Honestly, God, 
the cheese must have been worth about three hundred pounds. Is it like you've never seen it? It's like a wagon wheel. That well, then one he rolled down the hill in that stupid yes, game. Yes, honest to God, that's that's how big it is. They give us one of them each. <laughs> and they got a tramway appendage for each. <laughs> there must oh. be a photo somewhere then, like Jimmy Harvey or ever who was captain at the time. Nah, shaking hands with their captain, giving them a pendant, and he's handing over a giant baby bell. In front of again, that's what it was like in front of like about six hundred like, people, yeah. wasn't it? They, 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 like I remember, like my uncle got, said he went because like, obviously it was like for Tramia fans and players, it was like it's we're in Europe here, it's a chance to go. So I'm like everyone just and it was the early days of you could get like a cheap flight. And mm, my uncle yeah. tells a story of what the fans finding um, Peter Johnson and Corf in the hotel, and they all end up. They went to the bar, and the Italian barman went, uh, "Are you with the Tramia people?" And they went, "Oh yeah," and they charged their drinks to to chairman's account in his hotel, and they started. <laughs> everyone got wind of it, so everyone all night was just putting it on his. And he come down, Frank Corf come down in the morning, and saw his his bill was about two grand, <laughs> like that. That was Mary's favourite. We had we had a we had a um, we had a director called George Hyam. Do you remember him, Chris? Are you there, Chris? Yeah, yeah, George Hyam. Yeah, he's passed away he's as well. Unfortunately, we had a, a director. As he remember, yeah. Mary used to put everything on his um, <laughs> on his bill. <laughs> he came down and had a five hundred pound bill. Remember, we were staying overnight. <laughs> Well, the thing is, those um, Italian ones, we taught a charter a, a flight, wouldn't we? And be, the fans would be on it and the players would be on it. Yeah. And we'd have our, you know, we get there, we'd have our evening meal. And the first time we went there, I was I was rooming with uh, Gary Stevens. And um, there's like like six bottles of red wine on the table for our that pre let That was Lecce, that. <laughs> was it? That was, that was in Lecce. Meal. Well, not the pre match, yeah. but the night before. And, um, we couldn't qualify, could we? We couldn't qualify. No. We, 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 we basically didn't matter what the result was. And and Keith had gone to a, um, a reception with their, their chairman, hadn't he? Yeah, he'd gone and, with uh, and, with yeah with Moore. Gary Stevens was was left with uh, with with uh, was it Ronnie Moore was left with us, and uh, they put six bottles of red, six bottles of white on the table and said <laughs> the, the Italians just have a drink and we're all looking at the at the waiter, what's he doing here? So um, we all said to Ronnie, can we have a glass of wine? And Ronnie said, yeah, you can have a couple. So, <laughs> the wrong guy the waiters to be being, The waiters being waiters, the six bottles of red had gone in like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> they brought another we six. kept on coming. 40 bottles later. <laughs> no wonder we never got oh, out the group. Oh, In three oh, years, we never got out the group, did we? You couldn't get out the group, honestly. God, the Italians <laughs> wouldn't let you play. And, and, and what it was, we get we get like the English refs would give us nothing because they were trying to be fair, and the Italians would give you nothing because they would have given everything to the Italians. Yeah. It was impossible. You couldn't way. get a result. <laughs> I'll tell you it was when mad, we wasn't it, Chris? It was, yeah, it was, it was difficult to play in them games. There was some, weren't there some famous people or famous players like. Beerhoff, you Moxie, but like Beerhoff and um, Vieri, yeah, Vieri, yeah. some proper yeah. famous names in there. We were in the beer Keller. World Cup we? winners. <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember that weird game we played against New Zealand? We played a game yeah, against that? the New Zealand national team. One eight nil. Seven nil. Did you beat them seven nil? Something like that, yeah. 
Yeah, we had to, we wore a blue kit because they only had the home kit, didn't it? It was it was like a friendly in ninety. Um, it was either it was in 90, 92 I'm not sure if it was the end of ninety one, but yeah, but bizarre. I remember going and being like, "Why are we playing New Zealand?" Like I don't, like they must have been over here for a tour or something. But why? Like, and why here? Mm-hmm. One of the like, these things, and we did have the games. We played them, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. They were saying before about you coming from um, Wolves, wasn't it, Moggsy? How much was that? Um, great the Wembley games, mate, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, going back to Wembley, which is why we're all here. Yeah. So in Come 1990, on. John? Yes. So you've obviously not been picked, not on the bench. So you, did you travel down with the team? What, what, was, well, the, what was the score? No, well, I only, I only got told. We got told like five minutes, well, probably an hour, an hour before kick-off what the team was. And you know you're not involved, and you, you know, if you don't play, it means nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you're glad for the for the lads who won, but you know, uh, you know, the made up of the team wins it. It means nothing, absolutely. I mean, I've got a winners' medal because I played most of the games, but well, I don't know about anyone else. But if I don't play, I'm not interested. I, I, I didn't give. I was that upset. I, I didn't care. I mean, it was. Now you look back and you think, oh, it was great for the lads, great for the team because we kept building on that, and it, it does, it does count. But as far as I was concerned, when I when I wasn't picked, I wanted to leave. I didn't want to play for them anymore. Well, for for Kingy especially, and especially when he offered me a couple of years contract or whatever, and then lets the lad who's on the bench go on a free transfer. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it just didn't feel fair to me. And that, but that was just the way I was. That you know, other lads were different. Other lads were good squad players. I only wanted to play. If I didn't play, wasn't interested because that's the way I was made. Could, I couldn't so help myself. So it was a bit of a hard watch then from the sidelines. Yeah, basically. And especially the lads winning and you're not involved and you play yeah. the most of the games. It, it's a killer, you know. I mean, I think Roy Keane said he's got a European Cup medal, but it doesn't mean anything to him because he didn't play. He didn't play yeah. No. And, you know, I don't care what you say. If you don't play, it doesn't mean anything. Does it, Chris? Do you think no, it does? No, no, I know what you mean. Um, I, remember, I remember one time you were on the bench against, uh, was it Blackpool away during the audience? We got beat. Well, actually, we, you got me and Muri, me and Muri <laughs> played in the first leg and we'd beat yeah. Blackpool 3 0. I remember it well. And oh. we got beaten the return leg 4 0. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Muri got the blame. <laughs> For being on the bench. For being on the bench. <laughs> In fact, oh I don't know if I can I can use the words that he called us. But um, <laughs> one began one began with S, and the other <laughs> began with S. But one ended in night. <laughs> That's what I call Paul Harper normally. I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but unbelievable. We got the blame. Mm. Couldn't believe it. He was, he was um he was a character, wasn't he, Kingy? Like the, what was like was it like playing for him? Like obviously he's probably our greatest ever manager, and the stories we hear about him is you know his famous analogies that he come up with. And what was his what was team talks like, especially for the bigger games like the, you know the big cup finals, the, the playoff finals? What was his team talks like? Did he did he like to spin a yarn on those days? There was no great depth of of tactic. This he was there. Not, it, it, not really. It, it, was, it, was, it, it was all about team spirit, wasn't it? It's team spirit. I mean, basically, he had he had more or less 10, 11 scousers or Merseyside lads in the team. 
and we all dug each other out and we all played for each other because the amount of games, if you look back in the history of when we played together, um, the times we'd be getting beat 1-0, 2-0 and win 3-2, 4-3, it wasn't a fluke. It happened a lot because we kept going. I mean, you could say defensively we were a bit naive at times, but we had a great time we could score. Uh, you know, I'm not being detrimental to Kingy because... You, Go on, Chris. Some, sometimes with selection, though, Bugsy, wasn't his dog Prince involved? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Used to throw didn't, you, didn't, you say, didn't you say one time he threw your stick away? Yeah. <laughs> he, he basically on, tell he, that story. He, used to, he used to say uh, he used to say about his dog the dog's picked the team today he's got a, he's got 15 names on sticks and whatever <laughs> the dog brings back he picks the team and I just say cause I keep, my, my, my stick must have, mustn't have come back mine must have been a boomerang <laughs> and gone somewhere. But, um, maybe we should have a statue of the dog outside the ground yeah well I mean look the bottom line is I, I had a bit of a love-hate relationship with him um, and the thing is, you can't take away his record. You can't say, you know, he picked the players, he brought the players in. So, you know, he just he just didn't go into depth with the tactics. He wouldn't tell you what a fullback was like, what forty favourites, stuff like that. And now, I mean, don't forget, I mean, I mean, everything's looked at now, isn't it? You know, on yeah. on the day, nothing's left to chance. And the, the other thing about that, them days, and played for each other. At times, though, do you know, I prefer not to know too much because I didn't like to give them too much respect. Do you know what I mean? Especially, yeah. you know, coming to Tramia, you'd be like, you wouldn't give them any respect whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? I know what you're I'd, saying. I'd almost switch off a little bit and just yeah. try and get myself right for the game. Well, my attitude was. And I, I don't. I don't want to come across as big. My attitude was always better than everyone I played against. Anyway, that's the way I thought. I didn't give a monkeys. I just thought I was better than everyone. And don't get me wrong, I was far than better than everyone. But that was just the way I thought. So you know, it is what it is. You you go out there and you just do what you do. Don't you? You do. You give your best. So going back to that nineteen ninety final, the Leyland off, Chris. Obviously, yeah. you were you started the game and set up the the first goal, so must have been a nice sort of set, settler for your nerves. Getting yeah. that early goal. Well, it was um, it was, a mad, it was a mad day because it was the first time I played at Wembley. So you sort of, you know, you're sorting out tickets and you're waving to people in the crowd and you you're buzzing for the first thirty minutes. But after that, I'm not messing. I really my energy levels really dropped. Do you know what I mean? The first 30 minutes, I was flying around. And after that, I, I honestly thought, I, was, I didn't think I was going to make the end of the game. It was a very hot day, though, wasn't it? It was, it was roasting. And, and and the pitch at Wembley, it was so thick. And uh, yeah, I think I'd, I'd spent a lot of my energy, you know, on nervous energy sort of thing. But, uh, and that's but what Wembley... Go on, Chris. Yeah, yeah go on, mate. No, but the goal, it was. I think I was just um, gambling on one of Steely's flicks. And it... it, it I think he's missed it or it's gone straight through. And I've just tried to get something on it and head it back back towards Miori with somehow. But I mean, you know, his finish was unbelievable, wasn't it? The way, the way his finishing was brilliant anyway. But the way he's um the way he's put that away and 
you know, that gave me an assist, you know, but uh, it was it was all his work, really. And that's what that's what Wembley does. You, you can't remember a thing from playing at Wembley. Well, most I got I've played there numerous occasions, and I can't remember much from from being there or playing there because it just seems to it just it just seems to bypass you so quickly. It, the nerve, I don't know if it's the nerves or because you do do consciously say to yourself, "I'm going to take everything in," and you try to, but you can't remember anything after. I can't remember the dressing room. I can't remember no. what we did in the dressing room. Can you, Chris? No, honestly, it just, God. It just bypasses you. And the pitch, the pitch was magnificent at Wembley. Absolutely. I mean, I know people said, oh, the stadium was... I thought it was fantastic. It's the best stadium I've ever played in. Yes. Uh, and the pitch, the pitch was unbelievable. But it just absolutely drains you, the pitch. Drains you. Is it, like, it's not that much bigger, is it, actually? But do you think because the stadium's so big, if the pitch feels bigger? It's the ghosts that were there, you know, <laughs> people that have played there before. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, the history. The history of it all, you know, you're going on it and you walk and you're thinking of, I mean, you know, all the old kids, 66, all the cup finals, you grew Stanley up Matthews. Yeah, Everything. My father had played there. Of course. Just everything, you know. It's just, and then you're saying to yourself, oh, I'm here, am I worthy to be here a little bit? You're all in awe of the place. It's just unbelievable. <coughs> it's a great place to go. The only thing is, I just hope it doesn't spoil it for the lads with no fans being there, because it, it is a bit like... It's, it's dead without supporters, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. such a vast stadium as well. It's going to be... Yeah, it is. You're going to be able to hear a pin drop, aren't you? Yeah, you are. But, well, but you know, it could it could work for them in, in the fact that they don't get them nerves and stuff. You know, hopefully it works in, 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 a, in a good way for them. They're looking, uh, they're looking good, the boys, aren't they? Playing some great stuff, well, scoring some cracking goals. <laughs> I've seen uh, a few bits, a thing, you know, on the uh, on the sky and stuff like that. And um, looks like he's got a great team there. Good yeah, system. It looks like the real deal. They, um, been looking at the goals and also the way they held out against Newport the other day. That would be a typical game that maybe they slipped up in. They're, they're really like they'd strong and professional, aren't they? Yeah, I thought they'd slip up against Newport. Cause they've had a lot of games, haven't they? Yeah, and well, Newport. Newport were flying and trying to keep in there, but now they've, they've done them good style. And that's, you know, important things. Yeah, we're all a bit like worried, to be honest, as fans, because we're going, normally we'd blow this. We're not blowing it. And we're like, what what can possibly happen? So I'm presuming that at some point between now and the end of the season, like a meteorite will hit the, hit the earth. Um, you just hope that Wembley doesn't take too much out of them. That's, yeah. that's what I'm worried about for them. That's what some people are saying. That is it because obviously we've played them. Um, it's not quite it, it, people. It's hard to um, comprehend. I was trying to explain to me, Mrs. Because she sort of knows that the the Papa John's trophy or the Paul Harper Peter delivery trophy, as we call it, is a bit of a joke now, wasn't it? A bit of a you know, it's had so many names. But back back in the day when when you used to play in 1991, it was a much more prestigious trophy. It was the FA Cup of the lower leagues, wasn't it? It's become a bit of a joke, what with you know, the numerous different sponsors that have been, you know, LDB Vans, also Windscreen Shield. And yeah. then certainly ever since they let the Premier League under-23 teams come in, it's been devalued slightly. But the fact that, you know, last year, well, two years ago, the last one with, with fans, it was Sunderland Pompey, a complete sellout, and a great game, wasn't it? And, you know, yeah. Sunderland are there again. 
it's it's still a cup final, and you know, for a club like us, I know we've been to a League Cup final, but that's a one in a million. It's a cup final at Wembley with a chance to win a trophy. And as we saw, as my, I've said to Chris, Chris before, last time we spoke to him, my first ever game was um, the 1990 Leyland Dark Cup final. So, John, not, not a great day for you. Uh, but um, it was the day that, you know... But, no, but it's a great day for the club. Yeah. The bottom line is, um, <clears throat> what started everything off was was probably two years before, was the Mercantile Red. Yeah. 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 And that gave it. That, I'll tell you now. That was one of the building blocks for for the club and the players who were there because they wanted more. They got to Wembley. They'd enjoyed it. They weren't. We weren't phased by it. We competed well, and it, and that's what kicked that kicked everything off. Honestly, did, it did. Did you feel like the teams we played there? We beat Wimbledon, the, the reigning FA Cup. Oh no, they, they won they it. About late. to win the FA Cup. About to win the FA Cup, yeah. Wimbledon. We beat Notts Forest. Didn't we? Oh, no, so we beat Newcastle, Newcastle. and then lost yeah. on penalties to, to Notts Forest. Yeah, we would have played yeah. Liverpool wouldn't we, in the final. How, John, playing like was that the first time? Because that was the first time really that squad came up against you know, the big sides, better sides. Was that like? Did you suddenly feel as a squad we we can you know we can go far? Yeah, must have given you so much belief. Yeah, that, that, that's what I've just said. Like, that's, that was the start. That was the building block of 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 our lads believing in themselves and, and knowing that they could do it against anybody you know yeah. and if you look look at our history then after that the amount of teams we knocked out of the FA Cup and the League Cup yeah. and it's carried on and on ever since and I think once it gets in your DNA as a team a bit like Liverpool in the European Cup you know they're unbeatable in the European Cup Liverpool so once once it's in your DNA it's there and, and Tramia, they're, they're a team that can knock out bigger teams. It's been proven. I, I was, um, I just went as like a travelling reserve for, for that centenary um, celebration. And I, I think we've sort of, um, we quite fancied ourselves as, you know, on, on the Wembley turf, didn't we? You know, like we had yeah. Marty and Jimmy Harvey. We played football, didn't we? We had Big Nico, didn't we? Remember that goal you scored where you asked the half volley into the roof of the net? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, but it's not only that, Chris. It's it's basically we played football, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably, were always a good football team. Probably, probably good set us in good stead, and that's why we, we went on the, the journey we went on and ended up in the Championship and nearly the Premier League because we played football that yeah. most lower league teams didn't play, and we were able to take it on and take it on and take it on. Obviously, with the additions of King of players who Kingy brought in, yeah, but yeah. you know. We definitely um, we we could play football. That that was the difference. And, and most of these teams who seemed to go up from the fourth into the third, either came down or sort of stayed there. They weren't able to take it any further because the lads that they had were basically strong lads or physical lads, but couldn't take it any further. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Wem- Wembley's been great for Tramir, hasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. And King, King had the love affair with Wembley, didn't he? Yes, of course. He, he'd been with his previous teams and stuff. Yes, yes. And and that, that helped, you know what I mean? He'd been there, he, he wants to give yeah. us a taste of it. Yeah, so, I mean, so he, he brought Nico in, didn't he? So he brought Nico in yes. and then um, what's called Steely and, yes. uh, what's, and Jim Harvey. He did put a good like um, backbone, a good backbone in the team, yeah. didn't he? Like a strong backbone. But if you look what he did, Chris, as well, he... he he changed it as well. He realised that those lads weren't going to do it the higher he went. And yeah, he changed yeah. it. You know, yeah, he did right. change. 
changed yeah. it a few times. So you got to take your hat off to him, haven't it? When you look yeah. at the, co- the the core of the squad, though, that went from the fourth division up to you know knocking on the door of the Premier League, yourselves, you know um, Higgy, you know Steve Vickers was there. There was a, a Nico. There was a, a huge group, wasn't it? The core group that went all the way through. And you really the only other team I can think that's done that in, in you know, recent years is the, the Bournemouth team that went through the divisions. There was a core group of them. Um, but but it's crazy to think that now, isn't it? That you know players can go from the fourth division to knocking on the door of the Premier League. But, but there you go. What we've just said is what we said about Bournemouth. They had a core of players that could play. Yeah, and, they could, could and, and that's off to Kingy. He recognised that, obviously, didn't he? He did recognise it because he kept it together. He kept Because you can't tell me that there weren't clubs knocking on the door for, for a lot of our players. And, and, and Kingy soon realised because of Peter Johnson and Frank Corf, he'd be strong enough to keep them and not let us go. Yeah. You do wonder, don't you? That, like, you think now that... Here's one for you both. And I, I'll ask... I want Chris first to give what you think... So, Chris, how much do you think John would be worth in today's money? And, John, how much do you think, Chris, at your peaks? So, you know, 20, yeah, 25, what, what would you be worth in today's money, the pair of you? All sorts. <laughs> Licorice all sorts. Mickey Champ. Uh, hard to say, isn't it? It's a difficult it's, question, it, that, isn't it? It's, it's also how much. So also, we, we, we'd have a lot more money in our bank accounts, wouldn't we? Yeah. Oh. Now. yeah. Gee, he was. And we just missed out, didn't we? Yeah, you were just too early, weren't you? Ten years too yeah. early. It's, you just can't put a price on it. It'd be impossible <laughs> to say what anyone's. I'll do it. 10 million for both of you. How about that? Where? You know. <laughs> we, we, well, it could have been like Dave Martindale. We could have been worth uh, £2,000 or 1500 quid and a, and a track, uh, set of tracksuits, couldn't we? Is that what we paid for? It? Yeah. That's <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it? That's that was job. like a, a bag of balls and a, and a couple of nets, I think, from, from Stork. They got the better deal. <laughs> well, we used to skip. I got it was I was a grand from I was the uh, I was the grand. Master, I was a grand from Wolves eight grand eight grand I was a massive signing Jesus yeah. <laughs> that, I mean what can you get for eight grand now that wouldn't even fund Paul's drug habit for a month imagine knocking on Wolves door now the Premier League club of today's money and saying right. I've got eight grand. What can I have? I honestly yeah. don't do like right. You Wouldn't can even sit get in the canteen. Ticket? Yeah, <laughs> you can have free food in the canteen for the next two months. That's about <laughs> it. Eight grand. Flip <laughs> <laughs> it. Wouldn't fill their cars up with petrol. I think for a month. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. <laughs> it's Jeez. just uh, the the games. To be honest with you, I don't know what Chris thinks, but I don't really recognise the game. Anymore that I played, we've said that, haven't we, a few times that at I, the top I level, it's... I and, I and I don't think it's for the better. To be honest with you, I don't. Um, uh, it makes it without the fans as well. This this season, it's oh, no, really it's... hard, isn't it? But I just mean, um, I just mean the pass, pass over, pass game. It drives mm. me crackers. Even teams, you know, you've got teams. I think the, the one thing. Go on. Well, I think you would as a winger. You would have benefited from the, you know, the extra, even you, Chris, as, as forward players, from 
uh, the, the extra protection you get because you look at some of the tackles that used to go in. Oh. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, our first tackles, Chris, would be for a bit. Would be you'd be put on the stand after five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... yeah you get a free a free tackle, wouldn't you? Someone kick you oh. down the back of the Achilles. Yeah. For yeah. the first five minutes, you wouldn't want to get a ball at the halfway line, would you? No. no. Back to goal. That's a freebie. That'd be Achilles' ankle, Achilles' heels, from from kick and an accumulation of kicks and yeah. and, and knocks. Do you know what I mean? I've I've got like. Nine inch scars from where I've had my Achilles mm. stitched together. Well, did you so, used to wear shin pads? I swear you saw your socks always used to be down. Who's Chris's? No, yours, John. I, I swear you used to have just like your socks would be around your ankles, or am I thinking there's someone else? That's because I look like I've got short legs. You see? <laughs> <laughs> it was my short legs. It looked like my calves. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd have worn. I should have worn my shin pads on the back of my legs. I don't know about <laughs> Full body armour. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But it must be great playing now, knowing you, you can do what you want and not get kicked. It must be unbelievable, mustn't it? Yeah, favours flare, flare players now have got more protection than ever, I think, and quite uh, rightly that's so. That's good. I do. I think that's a good thing. Paul, you look like you want to say something. No, I just kind of bring in the chat back to back to Wembley. So those well, those two it's going to be such a killjoy. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So those those two games in 1990. Obviously, John, you weren't involved again in the uh, in the playoffs, were you? No. But no. the the kind of the disappointment of Notts County going into '91 and the, the kind of the reverse outcome, if you like, yeah. was losing the the Leyland Daff and then winning the playoffs. So what? What was what was the, the kind of the, the the thinking process going into those two games, knowing that the way it had gone the year before? Well, it was like a bit of payback for me. You know what I mean? I felt like I deserved it, yeah. and I felt like I, I hadn't missed out, and I felt like I got the better part of the deal. Which isn't to say I know it was the first cup that the Tranmere had won, but I'd have swapped what I did all day for go getting promotion at Wembley. Is yeah. is, is is it's like winning the cup final. And getting promoted all in one thing, isn't it, Chris? It's the yeah, well, I've never win, had that feeling of you. No, that's amazing. That, winning in at Wembley, football, obviously, is, is, you have your children and stuff. But in football, that feeling and the trip home on the coach, yeah, was just unbelievable. What was it all together now? That was my tape, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the goalkeeper Paul Paul Collins. It was the farm. It was. Wasn't it? It, it was the farm. It was Paul yeah. Collins played. And I brought the tape on the co- coach, and it was all together. Now was the song, and we played it for six hours non-stop all the way down the motorway <laughs> as we overtook the driving past the bus coach. Oh. <laughs> oh, with Phil Neal slumped on the in the front row, and we're all waving on the coach. <laughs> we were absolutely rotten, weren't we? Yeah, and then, like, go past the Bolton supporters. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, music to my ears. Crazy. That was a great trip home. That was a great trip home. That but, was, it, uh, was it Higgins kicked Phil Phil Brown in the in the face in that game. He tried to do a. I'd, I'd like to think he knew what he was doing. I think it was like Phil Brown went in for a header and Higgy mm. tried to volley it clear and accidentally kicked him in the face. Oh, no, accident! It was Stevie Cooper. Or was oh God rest his soul. Stevie Cooper and a uh, red kick, wasn't it? Yeah, and Brownie didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> And uh, he caught him or whatever. But, you know, there was no way Cooper was taking a backward step to anyone. He was a tough lad. Yeah. He, was, he, was, uh, he was a brave lad. 
Um, and he basically taped up nothing. But we more than deserve to win that game, don't you think, Chris? Yeah, we had a few Not chances. We had, uh, uh, we had chance? goal disallowed. Goal disallowed, yeah. headed against the bar. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we, we were. The only thing was... in. They got a chance, didn't they, that Nico saved? And you, it just made you think, oh, my God, that, that's all it takes. One, it, one it, goal, it, isn't it? I think, but the bottom line was, we'd battered them. We'd absolutely yeah. battered them. And the, we were the team that deserved to go through. And we obviously did go through. We, yeah. we got promoted. But um, I thought we battered them. For, yeah. especially what, about for, the, what about the game against um, Birmingham? Where uh, at, at two all, we were 2-0 down, weren't we? 2-0 yeah, down. 2-0 down. Yeah. Two nil down. Yeah. And yeah. they literally got assaulted, yeah. got booted up in the air, and they went and scored, didn't they? Do you remember? That's Three right. Two. I went down penalty, didn't I? Should have had the yeah. VAR then, shouldn't we? We'd have been all right. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have done the double. <laughs> but, yeah. The other thing happened... Uh, a good thing, because we were, we were up for it the second game for getting beat against Birmingham. Yeah, and I think the, reser- the reverse happened in the first season. We thought we'd arrived and won it, and the lads had like had a good weekend. And I don't think we were up for it against Notts County. I think it took it out of us. But we were up for it against Bolton because we'd been lit the week before. So swings yeah. and roundabouts, isn't it? Yeah, they'd it's been a bit worked in, in, the, um, in the end. Yeah, yeah in, in the week before, I remember they'd made a point of because they finished something like twenty points, fifteen points ahead, didn't they? And again, it was Phil, Phil Brown who was the manager at the time. Um, Phil Neal, and it was another Phil. They'd been quite vocal, hadn't they, going, you know, even though the playoffs had been in for like four or five years by this point, going, why should we even be playing this team who finished 15 points behind us? So did that play any part in it that year? Was there any, you know, because... We we had had all the wallpaper cuttings up. Was it Nick out with the wallpaper up on the wall, Chris? Yeah, there's nothing like that to spare you on. Yeah, and it it, it basically, he he came out and he said, we should be playing uh, Brentford. And we shouldn't even be playing Tramier anyway because they were so many points behind us, you know. So that way as well. Yeah, and the last thing you lot needed as lads, probably as a squad, was any extra incentive to go and beat them, wasn't it? And that's you think yeah. you look at things like that, don't you? It still happens to this day, and you think what, there's no positive for you to be saying this. All you're going to do is incite a reaction from the opposition. It's ridiculous, exactly. and it still happens today, doesn't it? It's bizarre. Exactly. Well, I remember. Um, <laughs> We played Tottenham in the League Cup, and um, Gaza was playing. And Eddie, I mean, I'm going off the sub. I'm going on a tangent here, but Eddie, Eddie Bishop was in the. He used to stuff Teddy Bears, and he gave it a he gave it a, a thing to the Sunday or whoever it was, and he said, "I'm going to stuff Gaza," and we were going, "Are you taking <laughs> Mickey or what?" <laughs> Yeah. And he went, I, I, I didn't, I just said I worked for the, I just said I worked for the, for stuffing teddy bears. Or da, da, da. But they'd made the light, the headline up and it was like, we were all like, oh, night, nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. And that was that night, was that 89, 90? That was the same season, Chris, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I, think I think it was. It was yeah, yeah. We got beat 4-0 at their place, didn't we? Yeah. Middle someone else or whatever, I don't know. Uh, we beat Middlesbrough. Teams. Mil- and, uh, Middlesbrough. And Gaston, yeah. Yeah, Millwall would yeah. beat them 2-1, didn't we? Or 3-2 or something. Yeah. Well, Gaza, Gaza shouted to him. He kicked off and Gaza ran from one side of the pitch to the other. <laughs> he was shouting, so Eddie, Eddie, over there. <laughs> Following him. <laughs> what a team they had then. It was Gaza, Gary Lineker. 
Gary Mabbott, Thorsvet yeah. in goal. Do you know, like, it's bonkers to think of these players, isn't it? Gaza. That is peak. That was yeah. this Italian 90 season. We were two minutes away from winning, weren't we? Yeah, and then Gaza went on the roll and Higgy put through his own net. I don't know how, but Paul Harper, it's your fault somehow. <laughs> yeah, <I think laughs> yeah, so what can you say? All our yesterdays. But just looking back on your on your career, John, um, obviously spent a long, long time at Chamier. What what are your sort of feelings and connections to the club now, looking back? Well, it's part of your life, isn't it? Massive part of your life. Um, always look out for the results. If they're on the telly, I'll... Uh, but yeah, it's a massive part of your life. And it was great for me. I had a great time there. Um Probably would have liked to have tested myself in the Premier League, but you know it wasn't to be. So that's that's the way it goes. But Sammy is going to—it's always going to be a massive part of my life. It's it's something that I, I played for them for was it eighty eighty five to ninety? What was it? Two uh, ninety nine? Yeah, yeah, fourteen years. 14 years. Not many lads played for that long. Mm-hmm. Well, I never. I thought it was going to be a stepping stone. Also, I thought it was going to. Sorry, mate. What? What about the um, just some of the some of the laughs that you have in the changes and the golf days and the you know what I mean and the trips away, They're just quality. Chris, 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 that's what made us as a team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what made us as a team. Obviously, winning winning makes like camaraderie, but but the lads that were there were all on the same wavelength. I mean, it must be difficult for lads now. With all the, all the foreign lads that play there, it must be very difficult. Um, but us as a bunch of lads, we could all relate to everything because we were from the same area, you know. And yeah. it, it's it it, it it worked, Chris, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, good mixture. You know, we had some grafters, we had some skill players. Yeah. Um, but listen, football's not about having eleven grafters, and football's not about having eleven skill players. Or you know, you have to have a blend, don't you? You yeah. have to have a and and that's what we had. And and Chris will be the first to tell you he wouldn't have been the most skillful player, but him him and Aldo work better than Ian Muir and Aldo. That it didn't work. Them two didn't yeah. work. It was and, mad, and, wasn't it? I don't care what you say. It didn't work. And and they're two of the best scorers in the history of Tramies Football Club. Yeah. But, but it didn't work as a team. Yeah, well, I, I knew my role in the team, didn't I? You know, a lot. Well, you of, did. Yeah, and your role defending, holding the ball up, heading balls, and grafting. You had to do, you know, and it's no, it's no disrespect to Aldo or Murray. You had to do their graft. That's what you were in the team for, and you're in there to stretch the teams to give the likes of me and Pat space to push on. And, and yeah. you know, and it worked, Chris. You know, that, that's yeah. the way it was. It worked. But it's like we said, it's about blend. And if you can get a good blend in a team and lads yeah. who know the role, you've cracked it. It really was, wasn't it? Kingy had a knack of... Uh, play for, one for me I always think of is he brought in, like, Neil McNabb, who, you know, he played his career at a higher level and he was a wonderful footballer, but he was a, a tough player, wasn't he? And then, you know, Jimmy Harvey there, he had this knack, like you say, of just, he keeps it, like, moulding this team of, you know, on the face of it, like, Dave Higgins came from playing, like, Welsh League, and you know, some of them came from, you know, non-league, and, like, basically Birkenhead Sunday. Like, Chris, weren't you playing for 
um, we spoke about it la- obviously last year when we spoke. But Chris, you were playing basically like I was playing what, in the West Chester for store. Yeah, exactly. Crazy, and he, you know, we saw you put you in, and then you know, it was that that blend of just what a group of what a group of players, what a set of lads. To be honest with you, Paul, Chris was very raw when he came. You know, when he first came, Chris was really raw. Honest yeah. to God. He was, he was like, I mean, I mean, I'll probably tell yourself, you must have been shot. Right? <laughs> 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 you must have, you must have yell shocked for the first oh. three or six months when you came to the club. Yeah, you must have got red at like after training every day. But you worked at your game, didn't you, mate? You worked yeah, at your game really. and improved. Because yeah. we used to laugh at Chris. Chris wouldn't have killed, he wouldn't have been able to trap a dead elephant, Chris, would you, when you first <laughs> But I'd be able to catch a cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or catch a pigeon. <laughs> that was literally my message. My, my unique selling point, obviously, early on was pace, wasn't it? Literally pace. But then the more when I got a few injuries, I actually had to learn how to play the game with yeah. you know, and head the ball and I play back the ball. Well, so we had to adapt quite quickly yeah. as well. It's 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 like it's professionalism, isn't it? It's like Aldro first came to the club, and he came up to me and he went, "Where do you put the ball?" So I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "When you're crossing it, where do you hit?" So I said, "You get in the last third of the goal, and I'll hit you six or six times out of ten, seven times out of ten. And I tell you now, he he made that area. It is he, he, if, if I got on the ball, he got in that area. He yeah. didn't get in the middle or the goal or the front of the goal." He got in the last third where I, where I, I just had a knack of being able to clip it there and he was on it. Boom. And, and you know, that, that's, why he, that's why he scored like 300-odd goals whatever in his career because he was that hungry to score. I mean, there was times, we over there, Chris, when he'd come up to you and he'd say, well, he used to come up to me saying, oh, Moxie, I haven't scored for three games. It's nearly crap. He'd go... <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> He'd usually bring his new pair of boots, wouldn't he? He would. He'd, He'd throw think... his boots away. If he hadn't scored yeah. after three, throw the boots away and put a new you'd pair see him come to You'd see him come to the game in, in, uh, with his new boots in his hands. So he'd, he'd think and he'd say, I, haven't, oh, I need a goal, Mog. You'll have, you have to make me a goal. you have to make me a goal. He was... You, when you think yeah. about the career, yeah, it's crazy to think. You'd make him like, a goal and you went over to that. <laughs> we signed him from Real Sociedad, right? Where he was the top scorer in La Liga. I'd what? say stole him. I wouldn't say signed him. I'd say we stole him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the story isn't it that Kingy went over, like they went over to us in Spain, and it wasn't it his missus wanted to come home, and Villa, Villa were interested, but like his missus was like, I want to go, I want to move home to Liverpool, and as we all know in this world, women have the final say, don't they? Yeah, but I think I think Kingy sold the club to him. Basically, we'd just come up. Um, it was on his doorstep, and he must have he must have offered he must have offered him a decent deal. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, I don't know our clubs, but I'm sure after the first six or seven games that we played, I think he'd scored 15 goals, hadn't he? After 10 games or something, <laughs> I think I he scored like nine away at Halifax, didn't he? In some games, honestly, God, it just he was just incredible as a goal. I mean. Chrissy's a goal scorer, he'll tell you. But Aldo was on a different level. You know, we, we got we got an international class finisher in the championship. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I still say he, he was world class. Like for me, yeah, he, well, he was world class. Yeah. He was. He, like he added a lot of professionalism, didn't he? As well. well do, do you remember the trip down why... to Brighton? Do you remember the trip yeah. down to Brighton? Yeah. And we didn't have any water on the coach. Yeah. And he asked he Albert. Mad. He asked yeah. Albert, "Where's where's the water on the coach?" And yeah. Albert's like, uh, "Have a look in that fridge, and it was full of Fosters." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the yeah. trip home. Yeah, and but, but, Kingy was like Albert going, going, going to Nutsford, get some water and it and uh, stuff like that. But I think, I think another thing, uh, you know, football's got a terrible, it's got a whisper culture, and uh, I don't think anyone touched. They thought because he left Liverpool, went to Sociedad, and what was he, thirty-one or thirty-two when he came he was, to us? Yeah, yeah, oh, he's finished. Oh, he's finished. Yeah, and and the whisper, the whisper mongers say, oh, he likes a drink and he's this, and you know. But he was a professional. He would train. He would train to the, to what he needed to do. He would do. He'd ask me to do it after training and stuff. He was going through a patch, and he and he drank a special drink, Chris, that would sort of uh, a tonic, wasn't it, to flush out all the badness out of his body, whatever it was. I don't know what he took, but. You used to take that. You know, we don't play to 40 years of age, do you, if you're not a professional? Looked after no. himself. He looked after his body. It's mad that, right, him, like, and it, it, I think this is a stigma in the game still to this day, that English and British players, if they go abroad, people in this country sort of see it as a failure. You know, obviously not the Gareth Bales, but you know, the young lads go, like, on loan, there's some in the Bundesliga now, or, and it's seen as almost like, oh, they, they couldn't hack it anymore in this country, so they've gone abroad. It's like, going abroad to Real Sociedad and scoring, he scored the winner at the Bernabeu and the new Camp Dini in, in his seasons there. He was the yeah. leading scorer for Real Sociedad in La Liga. Like, this is not someone who went there, you know, because he couldn't hack it, and he, he comes back here, and it's just it, to this day, it, it blows my mind that we got a world class forward for a quarter of a million pounds. I always think, look at the money in the game now. Like, what's John Aldridge? What a thirty-one-year-old John Aldridge be worth now? Like, it, like twenty-five million pounds? He wouldn't have moved out the Premier League. Put it that no way. chance in hell would he? he? Would have been there till he was. Oh, it's crazy. Because you can't, you can't get them now. You can't get players now. That's why these players, you know. They're pretty much the same. Most of the players are pretty much the same from what I can see. And in flair players, you've got the likes of Salah and Mane and them fellas. You can't afford them because they're one-off. There's nothing like that else in, in, in the league. It, it's pretty much the same. all over. It's pass, 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 pass. And if you see anyone who can do a little bit, you're in awe of them a little bit because you, you hardly see any of that now, do you? It's almost coached out with players, isn't it, at a young age now? That well, of, uh... I, I do think... I do think these academies have got a lot to answer for. I do. Yeah, they're just churning out robot players who who all play the same. Don't make mistakes. That's what it's about. Yeah, Don't make mistakes. that's right, John. You you need to get back in as a coach and teach players how to you know no, beat a fullback, you. beat no, a fullback twelve times, no, twelve times, no, leave them no. short, tangled up in knots. Chris, Chris has done all that. You've stayed in the game, Chris. It's too hard. You like the works, cat, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, hours in there. There's a lot of long hours. Put, as a player, you have got it made, haven't you? you it, you've yeah. got a bit of player power. All you, all you need to take is your smellies bag, you know, your boots, <laughs> your shin pads. Everything's done yeah. for you. As a coach, you, just pads, to... you see these coaches now. They're like they're like they're there from six, seven o'clock in the morning. They get home about eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, or whatever. It's a lot of longer hours. It's, you know, it's a lot yeah. of work goes in. And okay, they do reap the benefits. They do get paid well. 
but it's still long, long hours. Yeah. And Never fancied it, John, though. I did my badges because when I finished, there's like Chris will tell you, there's a void there for about six months, and I don't know, it's, there's like a depression sets in. I can see how a lot of these lads struggle because the phone doesn't really just dropped. Uh, thanks very much. See you on a see you pancake Tuesdays. The uh, thing, you know, nobody's interested, and and you don't know you, you've lost your routine, Chris, haven't you? You lose yeah. your routine. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, and, when I was about thirty, and and you're like, actually, this game doesn't last forever. Difficult. And and you think I, that mm. was I had a moment of clarity and I thought, right, I'm going to have to do something else. So I got on one of these courses, me fit, doing physio, and. um Thankfully, I did it. Mm. You know, I'm, so I started that from an early yeah. age. But it's you know it's tough because you because you have to um, show a bit of humility. One minute you're playing in the league, and next yeah. minute you're you're um, you know you're working with elderly patients, and and you've got to just get onto your next job and accept it that that's your and next did thing. you do that straight away, Chris, or did you have to sit exams first and stuff? Or yeah, no, I had, to, I, had to sit, I had to get me a degree. Do you know when. Yeah. Um, you actually, always had a you, you'd had a good education, and you know, I'm talking about your normal run of the mill lads. Yeah. When you finish football, there's a massive void there. There's a massive yeah. void. There's no routine. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no one phones you up and says, "Oh, what are you doing? This is what you need to do." Probably the only person who did it was Warwick Rimmer. It was the only person who got what a guy. What a yeah. and, and what a guy, by the way. Yeah. And he sent me a letter, and he said, "Listen." I'm here for you if you need any help, any any anything to talk about. <clears throat> if you're thinking of staying in the game, if you want to know anything about your coach badges, I'm here to help you, and I'll try and come to your assistance if I can. There's uh, a real, isn't there a problem in the game? It's 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 crazy to think that you're talking about the period you went through this when you retired, and to this day, you, you see that. Play, there's you know players retiring stuff for this, but young players who you know, have been through the academy system their whole life get released at eighteen, nineteen, twenty-one, and end up just falling out the game. And there's just it's almost that thing now. So many of these players are just disposable, aren't they, to the clubs? And they're just seen as not good enough. See you later. And they've got they go into the Nothing's real world. It's scary, isn't it? The, the money that's in the game now and. It, these players are just seen as, you know, well, you're not good enough, then see you later, and we couldn't care less what happens mm. to you. And it's a re- real issue. And I think that players like yourselves, you, you can speak from experience. Why isn't there more roles for players like you to go, like, look, it, there needs to be a step for no matter what age you leave the game. You need help. You can't just be expected to go from professional footballer to whatever you then choose to do. There has to be, like you say, a stage where you go through, okay, and I need to find what I want to do. I can't do it on my own. There needs to be, and again, the PFA, the amount of money in the game, it wouldn't take that much, would it, for something, a a plan, something to be set in place to help all these players, no matter what how old they are when they leave the game, to help you, them in their yeah, education, basically, isn't it? I think what you're saying is, is correct, but football has never, ever, ever looked after its own to, to some extent. It's never put in place. I mean, there should be... There should be things put in place when lads get to like, say they've, they've set themselves and they've, they've established themselves at like 23, 24. There should be somebody there says, look, if you're lucky, you've got another six to eight years in the game. You start to need to start thinking about your career coming to an end, what you're going to do. 
you know, what what you aren't going to do, what things are out there for you, what way you should be channeling yourself. If you need to get, like, if you were decent in school and you were good at mathematics, or there's accountancy courses, there's this. Yeah. I mean, the top 3 or 4%, they don't have to worry that they're yeah. going to be made for life. But <clears throat> your run-of-the-mill players... I mean, even them, they need educating because most of them seem to go three out of five premiership footballers are declared bankrupt after five years. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, well, can but, I, I just say, in terms of that, the PFA for myself, they they sponsored me through um, the physio. Degree. Sure, they, so they, sure, they, do, sure. they do a certain amount of um, your courses that they, they sort of send you on, don't they? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That, that, well, they paid, that badges, they paid for my yeah. badges. They paid for my badges. My badges. You know, they they paid for that. You know, I, I'm not knocking the PFA, but I just think there should be more it's awareness, proactive. more yeah. awareness of what happens when yeah. you finish playing football. Yeah, because it's Definitely. it's a massive it's a massive void, and 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 you know, there's a thing where you, you you had this massive high of of like training all week. Friday was like was unbelievable in the dressing room, Chris, wasn't it? Before a game on a Saturday, the banter yeah. and the fun that you'd have, you yeah. know, the excitement of the game coming, and then you have this game on a Saturday, and that's all taken away from you. It just suddenly stops. It's finished, and I can't explain to you. You never get that back in your life. It's like gone. asking it's almost for a, a, dr- a drug addict to go cold turkey all of a sudden. It's yes. that all of a sudden that rush that that drug of the game on a Saturday is gone and there's yeah. nothing to replace it and you've got no idea how to replace it. That's why a lot of... I was very lucky to tr- because yeah. I, I had a father who played and I was preempt. you know, he preempted everything and he, we were lucky. He, he got into property and he made me get involved from an early age. Any money that I made, I put into property or whatever it was. I was lucky. But I still wasn't sure whether I wanted to go that ra- down that road when I finished. Mm. As it happens, I have done and I've done well out of it. But... Most of these lads don't have that opportunity. I had, I had it because I more or less had that school and because I had a father who'd done it. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I mean? You had a family yeah. to, have to yeah. back you up and help you out. And, you know, my dad would say, you okay? And i go, I'm struggling a little bit at the moment. he said, well, you will do, but it'll pass. You've got to find your own routine. You've got to get your own routine going. You've got to get into something, you know. And, and I did. But a lot of these lads had just left. Well, we no, pay it's, it's the support but, system, isn't it? That just isn't there. yeah. And, you know, that's all got to be paid for. And people say, well, who's going to pay for it? You know, no one wants to put the hand in the pocket, basically, do they, if they don't have no. to. Certainly and not people, Paul Harper. And, and, and I don't expect, don't get me wrong, I don't expect your public to understand what you go through because they see the life you've had and what you've done on the pitch and the money. And don't forget, we were still getting paid better than the average person in the street. We were getting it. We were earning good money. Yeah, all the time. So you can't expect people to say, well, what are you moaning about? You, I, I would have done what you've done now and I'd go sweep the streets, you know, if, I, if I'd have had that career for like 15, 16 years. But it's still hard. Do you know what I mean? I think I the, problem, the, the problem is that you, you've been footballers and you, you, you're asked to retire in your, in your 30s, whereas yeah. most people go through, you know, with their working lives, they retire at 60, 65, whatever. Whereas you've still got maybe thirty years of work still still to do, well, and you you kind of retired from your, you know, your profession so early, but you've still got another thirty odd years potentially to to still be to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, or you, well, yeah, or you start on the bottom rung. 
Yeah. You know, with well, a, you a new job. Yeah, you, you, you had that attitude, but you're lucky. You, you were built that. You were you clever lad. You had a good education. A lot of these lads don't do They're out of school at 60. No. You know. Yeah, you ask. And, you know, I mean, look at the lad that you know. Who's the lad at Villa who you knew? The lad who's blew all his money. Is that Cappy Agbonlo? Lee, Lee Henry. Oh, Lee Henry. Lee Henry. Yeah. yeah. Prime he's, example, mate. He's clean. He, he yeah, didn't he? I think it was drugs, drink. It, it was it was a bit of all the problems we've just spoke about. He had the financial yeah. issues. He had he didn't know what to do with himself, so he went into drugs and drink. And um, he, I think he's now works, doesn't he? For if not the PFA, he works for a, a, a separate company, like helping. Is he? Um, does he- yeah, because he's on Sky now. He's he's become quite a good pundit. He does fo- a lot of the football league stuff. But I, it's interesting, John, what you said there about saying that players when they're like twenty five, twenty six, when they're at their peak, someone needs to say to them, "Look, you need to start thinking about what you're going to do." And because once you get to thirty in the game, isn't it? And it's crazy that it's hard to yeah to tell someone who you know is because no matter what you're doing, when you're twenty five, twenty six, the last thing on your mind is. You know, pensions, or yeah, what am I going to do when I finish this? And yeah. it's very easy for them to just go, especially now, and even you know your your championship players and even League One, League Two are on. You know, very, it's, you know the, the money in the championship is insane, really, isn't it? Quite frankly, it's well, it's not I, sustainable. I, I didn't know the, the, the lad Aaron was a centre forward for for Villa. I heard he was on sixty grand a week. They were in the championship. Sixty <laughs> grand a week. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> But it, it, but to be honest with you, if, the, if <coughs> excuse me, if the Premier League is awash with money, and these teams come down to the Premier League into the Championship, then the Championship will become awash with money because mm. everyone's got to keep up with the Joneses. That's it. And so, all, it, it's all your average wage, I bet your average wage in the Championship is about twenty, thirty grand, is it? Yeah, I could well imagine. I can well imagine. So that's mega money, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. What, it's what you what you said is true. These lads who are twenty four, twenty five, give them the bad news early, so they can do something about it when they finish. There should be each club should have. There should be someone at each club, an ex pro. Well, it's the perfect role for an ex pro at each club. You know, a club legend or someone who's been at a club for years. And it, they could be, I don't know what you'd even call it, like play, uh, they do have play liaison, but that's more for day-to-day stuff, isn't it? Like you say, like, everything's done for them, you're sorting your, Look, your the wash bag out. The clubs wouldn't pay, Chris will tell you, they wouldn't pay, and that's yeah. the If it's a paid role, you're not going to pay that, It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. And and what what do they care what the player does? I mean, and I'm not being disrespectful, but what you do when you finish, you fit, you do, they've paid your wages up till you played. They don't feel they've got an obligation anymore. And, you know, I suppose they haven't, have they? Why have they? I think it's got to be for the PFA to bring something like that out. And they should be going around the clubs, uh, you know, an early age and getting these kids in and selling them, this is what happens. But, you know, we're getting away from what you've got us on for, really. A last one on this. Pontificating is the word, isn't it? um, (laughs) do Do you remain members of the PFA for the rest of your life after you've retired? No. No, so as soon as you retire, your PFA membership is... Or I imagine as soon as you start claiming the PFA pension, your membership becomes... I think, I think you're, still, you're still a member in, te- in, in, in probably name only. I wouldn't know, Chris, but I think if you went to them for help, they would try to help you. Yeah, yeah. I think if, if, you were, if you're in hardship and you went to help, no, to get help, they would. You know, you could certainly ring someone up and they, they'd guide you in the right direction. 
It's not like they come around the moment you retire and cut up your membership card in front of you. No, no, <laughs> no, no. No, um, no it's, um, it's uh, if you needed help, I think that, uh, I could try and help, but I don't know about what else they'd do for you. So after, after you've both finished, I mean, do you, do you kind of keep in touch with old teammates or what was... A lot of people all think we walk around together, Chris, don't we? <laughs> well, I mean, we have there's the occasional do's, a big do, like Johnny King's um, memorial do, uh, yeah. and is and you know is it, you know we were all there for the funeral, weren't we? And, yeah. and you, the thing is, you, like me and Mogsy haven't spoken for a, for a while now, but we well, just pick, pick up on a conversation. <laughs> yeah, you pick it up. Yeah, after. we just mates. We just mates, long term mates, and you don't need. Sometimes you don't need to be bringing up every five minutes, every five minutes yeah. to, to be a good mate. You know, we've I mean, got our memories together. If you lads were here, we'd be taking the pee out, out of each other within like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, it, and if you put Miori along there, flipping heck, he'd be even worse. Yeah. So it's just You just pick up where you left off. But we're, we're all bits ship, ships in the night is what we are. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Ships and, in the night, I used to say. And, and well, yeah, you, I still get down to the game sometimes. And, and, and yeah. there's a few people... It's easier for them for them to get there. Like yeah. Sean Garner always used to be there. Higgy yeah. is, is still in the the habit of coming all the time. Yeah. Eddie Bishop, you know, yeah. some some people it's easier it's easier for them to come along. And some I mean, lads, a, some lads need that. On a, that. Yeah, on a, on a Saturday, on a Saturday afternoon, when I was like looking for things to do because yeah, I was trying to fill that void, I ended yeah. up doing my physio. But for rugby clubs, Brilliant. you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the rugby club was a similar sort of atmosphere yeah. that, that we had at the football. You know, yeah. it, it was a good bit of banter. And it was sport, and I was involved in sport. Because I couldn't golf. do it myself. Yeah, golf yeah. replaced that for me and Eddie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Golf yeah. sort of filled that void, that competitiveness yeah, that you it. want. You know, And I didn't have to look over to the side to see if the seven was getting held up. <laughs> by the bus driver I just yeah the seven as in on a, on a par four and I was going to say normally if you hear seven on a golf course it's not good is it I was going to say yeah. John actually there's a there's a young lad who um, do you know Ben Harvey does that name ring a bell Ben Harvey our Callum, our Callum beat Ben in the final at uh, West Lanks yeah well he was telling me um, he, he, comes and, he comes and sees me DJ and he, I, I knew he was good at golf, but he was one of them where I said, like, how good are you? And he was like, he'd play, he'd downplay it. And then he told me, he, he said, um, I think, uh, he knows I'm a big Trammy fan. He said, I think one of your, I think his words was, he went, uh, I think isn't it a Trammy legend was his words. Um, and I think you told him that. He said, there's a Trammy legend <laughs> I play with, uh, John um, Morrissey. And I went, well, what a player. But um, he, he speaks very highly of you, both as a man and as a golfer. So... Well, well, he's he's a uh, he's a great player. He goes. He's got one of them university courses. I think he plays for Arizona, is it? Yeah. Well, he, he told me he went to. Um, he, he got into. <laughs> he told me he got into a bit of bother on campus because he was there on a scholarship, and um, one of the. Uh, like, I was going to say, he's not a bad looking lad either. So what type no. of bother? Well, he <laughs> won't mind me telling this story. So he said he was on campus at, um, in front of his like accommodation, and the captain of the the football team came up to him. And he'd been at a frat party the night before, and he'd been getting off with the. Um, this it sounds like I'm talking about a high school film. This, and he'd been he'd been necking the um, the football captain's missus, and the football captain come up to him and was like giving it the big in. 
And Ben Harvey, you know, he's not he's not a big lad, is he? He's quite a small guy. And he just went to me, went, mate, where I'm from, if you carry on like this, I'm going to hit you. And the football captain's this big, you know, massive guy. And he pushed him. And Ben Harvey knocked him clean out with one dig. The, the, like, next thing you know, campus police were on the scene. And he was like, I remember he messaged me. He turned back up. He was he turned back up in Liverpool. And I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I had to leave. They, they gave me a, they said, you can either leave of your own, you know, we'll either be discharged from the university or you can go home and we'll like write it off and say, you know, you've, you've gone back. So um, he's quite, make sure you buy him a drink next time you see him. He's <laughs> from a working class family and he used to get the training carrying his golf bags and all that, you know what I mean? And have to get off at Sandhills and get another train. So he's a dedicated lad, and he's not come from like he's you know I can imagine him doing that. Yeah. But he's not all lad, he's he's about six foot, you know. No, but he's uh, what I thought was like he's not um he's not a big guy, is he? Uh, up against yeah. the high school quarterback, but like I said, there's a film in this, isn't there? Well, Chris, Chris will tell you it's not the size of the lad, is it? No, Higgy wasn't a big guy, was he? He'd um you know he'd do anything, wouldn't he? Higgy should be in in a, in a mental hospital. He's crashed. <laughs> Did you ever hear about the season game with the referee? Oh no! Yeah. What's this? The referee. The referee came in to see us at half time. Uh, yeah, we were playing Liverpool, and Paul Walsh was up front for Liverpool. The referee came. Oh, sorry. Roy Evans came in first. Said, "John, can I have a word?" So, Kingy went over to see Roy Evans. Um, something had been said. Then the referee came in, and apparently, uh, Paul Walsh had done something. So, Iggy gone through him, and as he was getting nipped, Iggy said to him, I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> he probably just wanted an invite to the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. The spaceman we used to call him, didn't we? Yeah, he, he could get that look in his eyes, couldn't he? I remember I used to, when I first started going, my dad would take me and we'd stand in the paddock. And so obviously when we were defending, you know, we were defending the couch at the end, he'd, he'd be at right back, right in front. I remember, uh, clear as day, I was about like seven or eight. And um he went for like a 50-50 with a, with a striker, got up. And um he got up and shouted at this guy with the craziest look in his eyes I've ever seen. He went, do that again. I'll kill you. I'll kill your kids. I'll kill their kids. And like you know, I thought that sounds a bit a bit harsh for a fifty fifty tackle. But he just had this grit. He's gritted his teeth. And I don't know, if, John, if if you listen, he's done co commentary um, this season for tra- yeah. And like yeah. he may as well be playing the way he commentates. I know. I've heard. Him. I, was, I thought and I recognised that voice, and then I knew it was the spaceman when I heard him. The spaceman. He uh, he was funny, Iggy. He was funny because he used to he used to have banter, and then he'd. he'd uh, what what was it he used to call Kingy, uh, Chris? The Riddler. The Riddler. He called the Riddler because he used to talk <laughs> in riddles. Uh, I don't <laughs> understand him. Oh, <laughs> the Riddler. And he like did he play? Kingy. Did so? Did um? Did Hickey play in the Leyland Daft? Wasn't he suspended yeah. for one of the games? Was he suspended as well. Yeah, he was suspended. No, there was, there was one. There was one game there. he missed. Yeah, nineteen ninety, Leyland Daffy yeah, was suspended. Yeah. Doesn't sound like Higgy, does it, to be suspended? <laughs> well that's even worse, isn't it? To think that you'd have played. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you done, that yeah. one. He missed the he missed the playoff final as well in nineteen ninety. Yeah. There's a guy who says it, is he it? Over, Did he miss Notts County as well? 
yeah, Garner had a good game, so he, I think he, he kept in, I think. It says there was yeah. a guy called Charlie Palmer played the 1990. I've got no recollection of him at all. No, no, no. It was Sean Charlie Garner. Palmer. Sean Garner played. Charlie, was he, he played. He was a Notts County player, wasn't he, Charlie Palmer? Yeah, he was one of them, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, someone, it was, even someone, on Wikipedia, someone on Wikipedia has got it massively wrong then. It says Charlie Palmer played for both of us. Yeah. Now, he, he was yeah. the... Uh, the black centre half, Chris, or was he a midfield yeah, player? Yeah, yeah centre half. He used to mark me. They were a good side, not to, to be honest. Yeah, they they were on a good run, weren't they? Yeah. On that, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They well, had they a good run. Again, like that. us, did they? Did they go up again yeah. like us? The yeah, they, yeah, 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 they yeah. Yeah, the next season. Well, they, the King, Kingy, um, he was he was dead superstitious, Kingy, wasn't he? So he rang Neil Warnock up and he said, "Last year when you beat us." Where did you stay the, um, the, the night, the, the week before the game? So Neil Warnock was like, "Okay, we stayed at the Bel- we stayed at the Belfry, didn't we?" So we yeah. all went to. St- so we had about four to five days at the Belfry playing golf and tennis before we went down to to Wembley. Wembley. Yeah, and it was the same. It was the same place that Notts County had stayed. That's so right. That's like King and Kingy had, um, you know, he was he was superstitious like that, wasn't it? And, and we yeah. won. Yeah. So obviously paid off. Well, here's one for you. We had a run. We had a run of ten games, twelve games, and um, at the start of the run, I'd been substituted. Right. So yeah. I got substituted, no matter how well I played. <laughs> 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 I got substituted, no matter how, if I scored two, I made three, I got substituted every game for ten games, so I had had enough. So, I, I, I went into the, I went into the thing, uh, you know, the, uh, what is it, the thing where you sit, where the manager's sitting all that, what's it, my brain's gone numb, but the dugout, because he kept the, uh, he kept the numbers there for the substitutions, and I, I hid the number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Do you, remember, do you remember that time at the 11th Stockport game? Okay. We take Moggy off, take Moggy off. I'd hit the seven. They couldn't find the seven. So they asked the dugout, the away dugout, because they borrowed theirs. <laughs> <laughs> Moggy, what about away at Stockport when um, when the bus driver held the seven up? What? <laughs> do you remember that one? So it, this had been going on. So, so this is the event that I'm not just Colin. with Kingy, it's the, the bus driver as well. The, the bus driver was called Colin. <laughs> so uh, Kingy said to, to Ronnie Moore and um, and uh, and Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Jones, Jones. he said, yeah, take Moggsy off, put the seven up. And, and Kenny went, oh, someone's injured. And he ran off, by the way, like uh, to do something. And Moore's, he was like through a definite, because he, he, he said, if he'll kick off. So we got Colin to put the seven, and as I'm coming off, going, you, you fucking stupid! <laughs> 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 you can imagine the air going, oh, that's not put it up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so that was Gip and I. Has everyone deserted? No, it was. must be one of this. Yeah, Liverpool. Liverpool yeah, just on, actually. Oh, 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 oh! Oh, 
Well, John, with you, with you playing on the wing, is, is Kingy in your ear? With, with you playing on the wing, was Kingy in your ear when you sort of down his side? Uh, a, a little bit. Not, not much. It, it, people seem to think he, he, he wasn't that, he wasn't quite, he wasn't vociferous, was he, Chris? He wasn't like no, too vocal. Mores he was. Got, sorry? Mores he was, wasn't he? he, he was, he'd always shout at you. <laughs> Kingy oh. wasn't. <laughs> Kingy King, was, wasn't that vociferous, was he? Must have been a great, great team to play in. And that, that, as you're going, through, going up the leagues with the likes of Pat Nevin on the other side and yourself, Chris and, and Aldo up front, as a, as a front four, I don't think in my 30-odd years watching Trammy, I don't think you'll see a better front four than that. Must have been a great side to play in. Must have been... Well, it was. I mean, Friday night, you just wondered how many. Yeah, yeah. They were you, great. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't get beat. At, we, we wouldn't get beat at home. We'd always win on a Friday night, wouldn't we? Um, yeah, you could, on a Friday night because we knew we were getting two days off. So that. Aldo <laughs> <laughs> said it took years off his career playing on a Friday night because he, he got Friday night, Sunday. <laughs> But um, the thing is, the other the other part about it was, I'm was sure it goals did. from yeah, he's offside, there were goals from uh, lots of places, weren't there? You know, like you had Ainsley yeah. or Jed, um, and then you had you know Tony Thomas bombing on and Nolo yeah. bombing on. They yeah. had a very attacking team. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, wasn't it? How attacking we were, really, when you think about it. We were probably too. We that good away from home. We were probably too attacking. You know, and the bottom line is that's what probably let us down in the um, in the playoffs. In the to get in the Premiership, yeah. we were out the tie yeah. um, twice in in two games. I mean, the probably the one that, that killed us the most was the Leicester one, where you know oh. we were just unlucky in that. We yeah, unlucky. we had the um, was it Simon Grayson handballed it on the line in the first leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's one of the, again VAR bring back if we if we if we'd have had VAR we'd have been in the Premier we League. We? That first game, it was oh, like it, yeah. it was like we weren't meant to score. And but it, that Reading one, the Reading one, we oh, we beaten them twice, hadn't we? Yeah. You know, we we, yeah. we, we were two. I don't know what happened there. But we to be honest with you, yeah, that was unfortunately. I think that was just Kingy being a little bit naive. We got the equaliser, hadn't we? We got ourselves back in yeah. the game. Chris scored, didn't then, he? I think. And, and yeah. then he, he just he changed the whole system. Moxie crossed it for me. We we changed the whole system and we literally went to attacking instead of just playing it as it was and maybe yeah. take a one one draw there because um, what was it what was the score away from home nil nil yeah nil nil yeah yeah well we we were more than cap- capable of getting a goal against them away from home but he just went gung ho in the first leg and we threw it yeah. away we were three one again I mean Swindon we were robbed we were robbed in that as well. Oh, good, oh, right for well, a start. Yeah. What, what a goal we scored! Who, who scored? It was you scored the header, Chris. Where Aldo, 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 Aldo. That's Aldo great, great header. Nothing wrong with that. That was one-one. And it's then what about the one, the one at home where Jed. it's over the line? That's right. I crossed the corner in, and Jed, but and I was on the corner line. It was well. I was still was there. The looking at over the line. It. Yeah, it's, it's behind well. the post. He, he, he pushed it back from behind the post. And that would have put us level, I think, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and it changes the game because they'd gone. Swindon had gone, yeah. Chris hadn't. 
Yeah, absolutely. But that's all I days. If me auntie. Yeah. <laughs> or, or was the bridesmaid never the bride, weren't we, unfortunately? Yeah. It now, was... If you'd known that Sammy were going to go on the gym that we'd gone on in them days, you wouldn't have believed it, to be honest. I just think, though, and I, I don't know what the pair of you think that I'll, I'll never be able to get up in my head. I just think that what if we had got into the Premier League? I, I, I'm convinced we wouldn't have been a Barnsley or a, you know, a, a Swindon who one season and down. I think we the, the players we had and the football we played, I think we'd have been a revelation in the Premier League in the early 90s. You'll never know, will you? You'll never no. know. I, I just I think... Easy to say, oh, yeah. Away from home, we would have, I don't think, I don't know how many oh, shots we'd have picked up away from home. Imagine us going to Old Trafford. <laughs> but to be fair, though, Chris, it would have all, it'd have hinged on our home form, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. We, and we were strong at home. Very yeah. strong at home. We'd have pinched a couple We'd already of... beaten a lot of the teams at home. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you pinched a few draws, you're always capable of beating one of the lesser teams away from home. I mean, yeah. you're top six, you, you're not going to get anywhere near them, but at home, You've had a chance against anyone. Yeah, absolutely. So it would have been nice. It would have, wouldn't it? it I still been. like I saw a guy, it was um I think it was the ninety three, ninety four season, just before the um the Leicester playoff. And it was when we had the big club shop where the Venetia is now behind the cow shed, and I saw a guy and he had the, the Tramia shirt on and he had the Premier League badges put on the arms. And I remember thinking as a kid, going, "You piece of you! If we don't get promoted, it's his fault." <laughs> I, I remember even looking at it because it looked odd. Because I remember thinking, "Like that doesn't look right, that does it?" And you know, to this day, and I've since found out that it was Paul Harper. So, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Actually, do you know what someone said about uh, not bouncing the ball in the Wembley? Um, you, you, you know, as you just just in the in the changes, don't bounce your ball and don't bounce the ball in the changes. That was a, a superstition that they all say. Didn't Kingy? Yeah, like ah, uh, he must have. Someone must have given him a book of stuff, done of like sayings and superstitions when he was younger. And he's just because like you you don't get managers like him anymore, do you? Just yeah. he, he modelled himself on uh, Bill Shankly, didn't he? Of course, he, yeah, he was one of his best friends. Yeah. yeah, but. Uh, you can't say football is a superstitious because I only ever used to put my left sock on, then my left, my left, <laughs> my left boot. So we're all the same. Yes. I never picked all the time anyway, so it was a load of nonsense anyway, wasn't it? It's, it's <laughs> you crazy. Had them, you had those underpants with holes on that you used to wear underneath your shorts. Have you still got them? Me lucky red. <laughs> me lucky undies. He used to go mad if he weren't on his peg. Only the Sylvan stains hold them together. Oh my god! Yeah, it's crazy that the superstitions. Like saying about that, like um, we we obviously got to Wembley in the playoff final in 2017, and we got beaten by um, Forest Green. And on the way down that year, I drank. What did I drink? I drank um, Stella cider, I think. And I was like, right, the following year for the Bournemouth game, I'm, like, I'm not drinking that because that, that was the reason we lost. It was my fault. So I drank uh, three 30 milliliter cans of Australia and we got promoted. So in 2019, I was like, I'm drinking the same thing and it worked. So I went out last week and I've bought six cans of three 30 mil Australia. And it's Australia. Yeah. yeah, it's Australia. So if we lose the final next Sunday, it's it's not my fault because I've done my bit, but my, the lucky Australia's are no longer. It, Paul, if we lose... You're man enough to say it will be your fault. Yeah. It's your trophy, isn't it? It's the Paul Harper Pizza it's... Delivery Man trophy. Well, let, let, let me ask you lads this question. 
what would you sooner have? Get beaten the final and get promotion or win the final and be and be in the playoffs. Promotion all day. Promotion all day long. Yeah, it's as much as well, there you go. enjoy it as it enjoy it as it day out. But <laughs> your focus, with the position of tram you're in, your main focus has to be promotion and straight yeah, yeah. off and straight off <clears> and get back into a position that you can strike to maybe be in the championship or whatever but if you're in the bottom you can get relegated to the division below if yeah that's the, it. you can't one bad season and that's what happened to us we, you, know, yeah. two, you have one bad season in league two and and you're done you don't so is it again do you no god no like we, it would be if we ended up back down there somehow it would be such a it's not football a, wilderness oh god them three years down there we, we sort of look back on it with a a weird fondness now, don't we? Because we've got because we've gone out. But you look at Wrexham, who've been down there. You know, a, a huge club, as much yeah. as you know, Wrexham. But they've been there fifteen years or more. I think is it like even longer? It's for a club like them to be down there. And you look like we were saying, Notts County beat us in the playoff final, and then one that they were in the the top flight in ninety one, ninety two, the year before the Premier League. Notts County no there. There's no guarantees. So yeah. now they find themselves in the National League. It's, it's mad, isn't it? It's a game to to go. And if you win the cup, great. If you do, if you don't, don't get hung about hung up about it. The yeah, bigger yeah. picture is basically to get promotion. Yeah, and not even the playoffs. Just get promotion, because once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. Form yeah. goes out yeah. the window for the cup game. But as and we... it's three, three automatic places, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I think we got well, we got a great chance. Yeah. I, I, a brilliant chance, Chris. I really do, especially with the form shown. I think they've yeah. got a great. But there's yeah. a real. Um, it's, it's been a bit hard, we've said, as, as fans this year to um, get an affinity with the squad, if you know what I mean. We had a great. I'd say one of the main things, obviously, your squad was one of the all time greats. And then the squad under Older that got to the League Cup final was a really close knit squad. But since then, and that was 2000, up until the, the squad that got us out of the National League, I don't think we ever had, Paul, did we? A squad that, as a fan base, we really got this close affinity for. Yeah. And um, it's been hard think, this season. Do you not think because it's so transient football now? Yeah, yes. There's lots of it's just one-year contracts, in it? You, yeah. you, look, you look at the, the squads that we had. Most of the lads were at the club. Chris, how long were you at Tramia? Eight years, ten years? <laughs> Chris right. is looking... Uh, and now, that's how long he... He fell on the job. <laughs> Yeah, well, the one I, we always use, John, is you don't see testimonials anymore, do you? Because no one's at a club for ten years. They're the thing of the past. Yeah, they're the thing of the past, and especially with them putting a the cap on wages and stuff like that. Now lads are going to sort of move and disappear and go here and there. I well, don't think... they've got rid of that cap, haven't they? There was a, an independent, um, whatever regulatory committee said it was unlawful, so it's been raised. It, 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 so it is unfair, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's. On one hand, I think certainly that what's going on in, in the game at the minute, obviously with the pandemic, it was a sensible thing to do. And I do agree there should still be some sort of level on, you know, um, even if you did it on based on you can only spend a percentage of your turnover maybe. But then the, the argument is always then that um, if that was a case when, when, you know, we had the great run under Peter Johnson, then we, because people forget that, that those that, you know, early 90s when we were a great side, we had in terms of, you know, now we we had a bit of money, didn't we? we 
a quarter of a million pounds of John Aldridge was is the equivalent of spending a couple of mil now, isn't it? So it's hard for us to be hypocritical and have a go at you know your Salfords now who are having a go and other teams because well, we we were a money team back then. Yeah, I was trying to get across that to you before that. <laughs> There's no chance in this world if 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 our squad was playing now that that squad would have stayed together because yeah. we'd have all been picked and, and there's nothing that Kingy could have done to keep us there because he, he'd have had no backing. But yeah. Peter Johnson and Frank Corf backed Kingy and, and Kingy wasn't the type to say, oh, they've been in for it. He kept everything under his hat. He wouldn't tell you anything. So Well, I, mean, I think he, Ian Muir told a story, doesn't he, that... Um... Who was it? Leeds came in for him, and he, he, like Kingy didn't tell him. I think something like that, and it Man was only City, after Man City came in for me, and he didn't tell me. Man, oh. and they were Premier League, you know. Yeah. So. yeah, they weren't what they are now, but they were still Manchester City. Do you know what I mean? Just exactly. a, a huge football exactly. club. And and then Newcastle, when Keegan took over, um, we'd gone up to Keegan took over, and we'd gone up to um, Saint was James. We beat beat them three two. We beat them 3-2 and I made a couple of goals or three goals. I scored one and made two for Aldo. Um, and they, they just escaped relegation that year. Yeah. But apparently Keegan had been interested in me and he never said the dicky bird didn't didn't crack on. Um, so you just don't know, do you? You just don't know. All I yesterday. Yeah, there were so many players that yourself, you know, Muir, so many players in that, in that team where you just think back and go, not they that they, the oh, they, oh, I've got, I've got no. Most of that team, the ones who, who didn't get a shot at the top, they could have all played top flight football by you know country well, mile. I like to think so. I think that you know they could have easily had a few seasons in the Premier League or well, we were nearly there ourselves anyway. Yes, um, I think it was just the fact that the size of our squad, it just wasn't big enough. It wasn't big enough to deal because we had runs in all the cups all the time. So, you know, all these... And then we're not playing on pitches that these lads play on now. We oh, were playing, our pitch was literally from November through to March with mud, mud patch, and especially yeah. on the wings. Yeah. And then from March through to the end of the season, it was a dry, barren... Yeah, And then you'd go to Derby in the baseball ground that's basically like playing yeah. on a sand pit. Yeah. Like, just a joke, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was all the pitches. So uh looks like we've lost Chris. He's gone to watch the Reds. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting looked at because my wife's thinking, are we having a glass of red or not? And... Yeah. I think now would be probably an appropriate time to sign off. So, John, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome, lads. I'm glad to have come on. Enjoyed talking about it and seeing Chris again. If, if I don't see him, wish him all the best. Yeah, will do. And, John, um, yeah, as well. All the best. John, um, if next time you see Ben Harvey... Um, tell him, he, tell him, right? You you've got to buy him a drink, and then um, tell him he owes me a drink as well. And next time oh. I see him in Barbara when I'm DJing, he owes me a, a Tango Ice Blast. Okay, no problem. <laughs> and he owes me the golf lessons. He said he'd give me golf lessons because I am appalling at golf. That's sure. He can play golf. He hits it a mile. Right but then, that was brilliant. Thanks very much, John. Lovely lads, lovely to sit. Nice there. to speak to you. All the best. Right. Cheers, John. thanks, lads. Cheers, John. Ta-da. Ta-da. Right then, folks, hope you enjoyed it. That was our special Wembley interview. I spoke about Wembley for about four seconds. Uh, with Trammy Legends, Chris Malkin and Johnny Morrissey, of course, along with Jeb Brannan, combined for the winning goal in 91 against Bolton. Malkin played oh, in all four yeah. games, cup finals and the playoff finals, and he was there at the mercantile credit. 
Moggsy obviously played uh, both games in 91. Um, just two Tramia all-time legends and a pleasure to get them on. And Paul, and this is a rarity, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Great work in, in organising this, putting this together and getting them on. Thank you. That was not a chore. It was an absolute pleasure. So, yeah, um, really, really happy to speak to them. Big thank you, of course, go to our sponsors, the Tramia Rovers Official Supporters Club, as ever, helping with our running costs. So really big thank you to them. Um, obviously doing great work for the club in terms of the, the retro shirts that they're producing and all the other good stuff that goes on with the with the Trosk. So go give them a follow on Twitter or Facebook, Trosk underscore TRFC. Um, so big shout out to them. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to uh, to the cup final. As we mentioned in our sort of interview slash chat, um, we'd rather get promoted than win this thing. But all day. it'd be nice to see Tramir at Wembley again, albeit we can't physically be there to to cheer them on but good luck to the boys um, but yeah if they don't win we're not going to be overly arsed no it's, it's it makes it all more the shame that we can't be there because it'd be nice to go down to Wembley wouldn't it with not the pressure of a, a playoff final hanging over yeah. here and your whole season riding on it nice to have gone down have a drink you know within the legal boundaries as usual Paul Estrella as we as we yes discussed. 3.30 milliliter cans of Australia is that my lucky can of choice. Don't know. Paul, I mean, is, is that is that lucky cans for everyone? I mean, do no, I no, no. buy Australia? No. Or? Just me. No one I mean, else. I do buy like. Them. I do. I do like an Australia, but it, it's cheaper to buy the bottles, Paul. But I, it, I my favourite um, way to drink any drink at bevy is a three thirty can. Don't like the big cans. Go flat too quick. I don't. I don't mind a bottle, but I just love that little can. Like when I'm in Spain, Ibiza, I go the offy. I'll get like your know, six pack of like Mao or Australia or San Miguel. Yeah. Just like three quid, isn't it? And I just love crack, just oh sit on the beach, crack them open. Cruz Campo. Cruz Campo make unreal. Cruz Campo, yeah, Mao, in, San Miguel. Uh, as we speak, um so we're recording this on the uh do we need to give the game away? This is the fourth of March. I haven't touched a drop of I haven't touched a drop of alcohol this year. So um I'm building up to the fourteenth. Yeah, I've had. I, I've I'm going to get absolutely killed. Just <laughs> <laughs> treacle nearly demolishes my desk by jumping onto the windowsill. I've had. Um, I had two Peroni. I had one like Pacifico on like like you know five past midnight on you know New Year's Eve, New Year's Day morning, and I had two Peroni on uh, what would have been my dad's birthday. So I am Paul. I'm the same. I'm going to have them six Australians on the fourteenth, and I'm going to be absolutely flying. <laughs> So yeah, if, I want to see um, you, Paul, as drunk as that night you turned up when I was DJing in, in the crew room that time <laughs> on your birthday, ladies and gentlemen. The yeah. Drunk Paul Harper is something that to is, behold. Let me tell you. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. I've got to, I've got to admit. It's like but, nearly um, done a Del Boy through the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we'll we'll enjoy the cup final, and you know whatever the outcome, win or lose, uh, on the boost. Win or lose, we're on the boost. Sean Garnett used to uh, used to (laughs) but yeah Um, thank you very much for listening we hope you've enjoyed the episode we really enjoyed recording it and big shout to Jake Keogh for all his uh, hard work his contribution yeah Um, and yeah thank you very much for all the support for the podcast really do appreciate it carry on doing the post matches every single game every Tuesday every Saturday the rest of the season so Thank you very much, and we'll be back um, whenever the next game is. We'll 
Are we going to do a post a, a post match cup final one? Yeah, I don't know if we'll see, see how many cans we've had by the time full time happens, Paul. Yeah, um, I think we might do it the day before, the day after, maybe. So we, we could do a post match the day before if you fancy it. You know, we might have to record <laughs> several different ones to see which yeah. bits. Um, we'll see, see how we are. You know, it's I'm, great win on penalties, isn't it? Oh, fucking, I take that right now, mate. Well, <laughs> penalty shoot our victory. Um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please go on there, subscribe to us, obviously, but uh, leave a five-star rating and write us a little review. It helps the algorithms, but that's just an Apple Podcast. On Spotify, of course, uh, just subscribe to us on Spotify Podcasts and, of course, SoundCloud. Um, you can download it there, like, subscribe, do all that. Just share it about, leave us a comment, send us a tweet, at this is Tramia, at Matt Hibbert, at Paul Harper 82, at Jake Keogh, it's just nice, isn't it, Paul, to get someone going, really enjoyed the podcast. And also, as well, if any abuse, just Paul Harper 82 on Twitter, you know, you know yeah, we have like had, that. Yeah, we have had some nice messages, actually, just saying that, you know, they're really enjoying the, the pods, keeping it connected to, you know, what's going on and stuff. So it's really nice for us to read. We, we really enjoy recording them. So to hear that you're enjoying listening to them really makes it kind of worthwhile. So yeah, it's a thank you very much for that. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Right then, it's probably bedtime, isn't it, for everyone? Certainly me and you, Paul. Yeah, let's uh, let's sign off. I'll see All you. The here, let's uh, let's win this pizza delivery van trophy, whatever we're calling it. Final half a pizza delivery man trophy, Paul. You should know it's your trophy. <laughs> You're presenting it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm one of the lucky ones to be. <laughs> yeah, one of the dignitaries. <laughs> but yeah, up the fucking tram here, and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. See you later.